Skin is the largest organ of the human body and acts as the barrier between our bodies and the environment. Taking good care of our skin not only feels good, but is a matter of good health. I remember my early days of skincare were fond memories of my mom talking us through the products she uses and why as well as emphasizing the importance of washing our faces, makeup or not, before bed consistently. Here are some tips on getting that head start on skincare for your little ones. Between the ages of 2 to 5, every child is different but generally kids at this stage are walking on their own, they've developed some communication and language skills, are learning how to put their own clothes on, brush their teeth and wash their bodies. This is a good age to start teaching your child the importance of washing their hands and faces. Kids at this stage will sometimes object to water being on their faces. So if your child does object, a soft cloth on the face is a good way to start. I showered with my boys from very small ages, so water on their faces is never an issue. But make it something fun that kickstarts them into the journey. And ask the little one to imitate you as you wash your face in the shower or in the bath. Because at this stage, you're introducing them to their skincare for the future. And at this stage, also introduce them to gentle products or clear or pure soaps for their skin. At age 6 to 9, kids at this stage are in school and they're more independent so they also no longer have parents as their only influence. They're starting to realize that they can make their own decisions. So start reinforcing good skincare habits. The habits that they internalize at this stage are likely to carry over into their adult lives. So try and maintain consistency in making sure that skincare is a lifelong habit. So you can start by introducing skincare routines with pure soaps at this stage and also add in that aqua's cream onto their face and body after bathing or after washing their face. So these habits then get carried through into the next stage which is the 10 to 13 age range. These are the precious teens. This is both a fun and challenging age for both parents and kids. The kids are much more independent at this age and are also starting to feel more peer pressure. This is also the age when their bodies are beginning their long walk into puberty. With a changing body, skin changes as well, right? So reinforce the importance of a good diet and a good skincare routine at this age so that they are conscious of healthy skin into their teen years. The kids at this age really love things that are specifically for them as well. So introduce them to a range of gentle products for them that they can be keen in partaking in skincare routines. From the ages of 14 to 20, from this age and beyond, skincare is extremely important. Teens often develop chaotic skin, so a good diet and good skincare routines are vital to keep skin looking their best at this age. So the important products to look out for and to introduce at this stage are a facial cleanser, a facial exfoliant, a toner, a serum that focuses on the issue you may have with the specific skincare um, problematic area or problem that you have or your teen has which is it could be acne fighting serum, a hydrating serum, an exfoliating serum, a reparative, a renewing serum, a skin brightening serum or an anti-aging serum and then thereafter then you add in your moisturizer and then sunscreen but always go visit a dermatologist before introducing any of these serums or introducing harsh products. Always try and stick to gentle or natural products. Teaching our kids good skincare habits will benefit them 
long after the lessons are over and they're all grown up. I'd like to think of everyone wanting beautiful skin and that means starting good skincare early on in life, right? So at what age did you develop your skincare routine? Do share. This is The Sit Down with Olwe Tule Shabani, a podcast for women everywhere who are exploring the art of superwoman. Today on The Sit Down, I'm focusing on the largest organ on our bodies. It's often overlooked or treated as superficial pursuit, but skincare is essential not just to look good, but to age as well as possible. Bearing in mind that the average person's skin covers an area of two square meters and the skin accounts for about 15% of your body weight, it's imperative that we take extra care of our skin. So I'm joined by Dr. Nandi, who runs Optimum Medical Solutions and Aesthetics, right? Am I getting that right? Yeah, you're right. (laughs) And she'll be breaking this down for us more towards summer skincare and how to look after ourselves this summer, not just for ourselves, but our children as well. Um, I mean, growing up, my mom put so much emphasis on skincare and so much emphasis on drinking water and Mm -hmm. your sunscreen. What is the importance of having a regime and starting a regime in terms of anti-aging? It's so important. And, um, you know, as you're saying that your mom focused so much on um, taking care of your skin. And I think we can learn a lot from that. Mm. And we can actually pass it down on our children as well. And um, teaching them how to take care of their skin care. And when it comes to skincare, it's so important for us to be able to know the type of products that we need to use in order for us to avoid those um, aging effects. Mm. For example, you just mentioned sunscreen, Mm. which is something that we use as adults, but children use it as well. Mm. And I feel as adults, we need to be an example for our kids to use the sunscreen every day because then that teaches them that this is something we used to do at home. Mm. Naturally, we used to do it. We would wake up and before we left the house, we would put on sunscreen. And um, I think... I'll touch on sunscreen at first, well, with regards to anti-aging. And um, the reason is because when there is sun exposure, you are more at risk of actually getting wrinkles Mm. or premature aging. And yeah, that's the importance of sunscreen for an adult. But for children, we could... And... At what age should one start anti-aging regime? I mean, we were, we were, it was always one of those when you start aging, you start your anti-aging regime. Yeah. But I learned, I think I, I was on Google recently and you must start your anti-aging regime by the age of 25. I know. I mean, Google says that, but you'd be surprised. There are people who have started even earlier. It's I know actually, the Koreans yes. start at a very young age. <laughs> very early. But I mean, I guess like when you look demographically and you think of where we are and um, as you mentioned, the Koreans have started early. In South Africa, I don't think people are starting as early as 25. Mm. You know, I think, um, I mean, just basic care of skincare should be started early. Mm. And it shouldn't be towards just only thinking of the cosmetic part of it, for example, mm. um, the aging. But basically thinking about the good health benefits of taking care of your skin besides the anti-aging part. Mm. And yeah. just creating those habits yes. that will you'll reap the reward of later. Yeah. And I mean, touching on Korean skincare, one of their biggest things is to get as much hydration into your skin as possible, which aids in anti-aging. 
Yes, hydration, hydration, hydration. Mm. Hydration is so important. Um, it's important throughout the different seasons that we have, whether it's summer or winter, having your skin hydrated. It actually helps your skin self-regulate even mm. um, body temperature. Even now um, in summer, making sure that you're drinking plenty of fluids because um, when you think of it, we're sweat during mm. the day and that makes us lose fluids. What does that mean? That means that our body temperature is increasing. Therefore, for it to be self, um, self-regulated, we need to be drinking enough fluids, you know? Mm. And um, also, when you think of um, dry skin, if you don't have your skin hydrated, remember, it's susceptible to flaking. It's susceptible to mm. infections because when you are dry, you crack very easily. Therefore, mm. your skin is open. And um, and because of that, you are more at risk of actually getting infections. Mm. So hydration also has the health benefits of mm. it. Besides it, besides you looking really lovely and moisturized mm. and hydrated. And I mean, we you know, growing up, we we tried so many different products. That um, I mean, we we were sold a lot of different products when we grew up mm. and during our varsity phases. Some would make your f- skin feel taut, mm. and it's only now that I'm learning and realizing that that tautness, mm. that tightness of the skin, mm. the dry feeling after you finish moisturizing, is not normal. It's not normal, and funny enough, <laughs> you raised that. I remember those days where you'd find a moisturizer that dries you out, but because it gave you that matte that feeling, matte feeling, yes, or look, look, you thought wow my skin is looking good and actually now i think more and more people are beginning to understand their skin mm. they're beginning to understand the products that are good for their skin they're beginning to understand the um for example an ingredient in one of the moisturizers that's really good for hydration is hyaluronic acid which i love and you know it's absolutely amazing i I love it too. Mm. I don't go a day without applying any hyaluronic acid. Yes. And the reason is because, I mean, hyaluronic acid is produced in your skin naturally. You produce mm. it naturally. And it's really great because what it does is that it goes and binds the moisture mm. from the atmosphere and then it gives you that hydration in your skin. Mm. And um, just to give you an example, I think, I mean, sometimes we have bad habits. And mm. I experienced a week of stepping out of routine mm. and having... Um, and, and, and not applying my hyaluronic acid. And if I could tell you already the difference that it made in my skin, mm. oh my goodness, my skin was looking dull. It was looking dry. Mm. And I had to put, pull myself together and be like, no, you yeah. can't, you know. Can't you can't take it for granted. You can't take it for granted. Three days stepping into routine and consistency. Wow, my skin mm. is very moisturized. So, yeah. And how do you deal with sensitive skin that is prone to reacting? What are the common irritants to watch out for and what products should we be trying? Okay, with sensitive skin, you must always find hypoallergic um, ingredients, like products with hypoallergic ingredients in them. And also, for example, if you're using, let's say you want to go get a sunscreen, find one that has a mineral in it because it doesn't actually get absorbed into the skin. It stays on top of the skin whilst giving you the protection that you actually need. Okay. So with sensitive skin, you need, as I said, Make sure that they are fragrance-free because fragrances, they actually irritate the skin Mm. and you need to keep away from that. Okay. How do our bodies replenish um, some of the minerals that it loses? You mentioned hyaluronic acid. Mm. How do our bodies replenish collagen and glutathione? 
Okay, so with that, you would have to take some supplements to supplement what you, you know, you don't have, you're not mm. taking. And also because, I mean, when you think about it today, our diets are not that great. Mm. Therefore, what we're eating, what we're drinking, it doesn't have enough um, minerals and antioxidants that we need on a daily basis. So it's so important to actually um, supplement and take supplements. I mean, with collagen, these are over-the-counter um, supplements that you find in any pharmacy or health store. Mm. And right now, collagen seems to be like the holy grail of yes. skincare. <laughs> that and hyaluronic acid. Yes. I mean, if you don't have collagen or hyaluronic acid in your skincare routine, it's as if everybody's going to look at you like, are you really <laughs> taking care of your skin? Are you sure? Um, purely because, I mean, collagen also is great for our skin because that's the protein and mm. um, the structure that makes our skin. And remember with, um, with skin, it's always important to look at the skin integrity. And these are the building blocks that make our skin great. Mm. Um, another great um, supplement that we love is vitamin C. And that's like the buzzword right now yeah. in, you know, in, in beauty. And the reason is because it's, a, it's an antioxidant. And it's really great because it brightens the skin and it also stimulates that collagen. Mm. So it works all well together. And um, another supplement that has um, skin effects is glutathione. So mm. with that one, that is produced by every single cell in your body. You produce it naturally. Mm. And as we age, um, we don't get enough of it. And what it does is that because it's called a master antioxidant, it goes and eats up all these free radicals that are um, in your body. And you know, with free radicals, those are the free radicals that it will cause us to, you know, have the wrinkles and mm. everything. So it does have an anti-aging effect. And also, and besides the, the, the skin benefits of it, the health benefits of it is that it has anti-carcinogenic effects, meaning it has anti-cancer properties. Okay. And then it um, detoxifies the liver as well as increase your T cells, which are inflammatory cells in our body. These are our fighting soldiers that go and actually fight off infections. Mm. So it has a lot of health benefits besides the skin properties. And it was only by the way that they discovered the skin properties when it came to glutathione. Okay. And um, when they discovered it, they realized, oh, it actually stops. There's an enzyme called tyrosinase that actually produces... Um, Melanin. So it says tyrosinase inhibitor, which is really great when we're working with hyperpigmentation mm. and, you know, and we're trying to correct the skin and even out that skin tone. So that's where it, it does help. I mean, there's other tyrosinase um, inhibitors besides um, glutathione. And lastly, when it comes to um, taking supplements, you always have to make sure you've got your dosages right. Mm. And, you know, so... What are your thoughts when it comes to then chemical peels to supplement our skincare? Chemical peels, any other peels or any other skin routines that you would? Okay, so with say? chemical peels, these are more of a medical treatment that you would do. Let's say, for example, if you came to Optimum Medical Aesthetics, we would then do a, a skin peel for you, introduce you to a skin peel, depending on what our assessment is mm. when looking at your skin. But basically what it is, um, a skin peel is a resurfacer. It's a form of exfoliation. Okay. So you're exfoliating that skin. And um, so that removes all the dead skin cells. And remember okay. with skin cells, they also have a turnover and they have a life, mm. a, a, a life cycle. So you want to remove that. You know, um, sometimes people think, 
I'll only go have those treatments when I have a problem. Mm. And it's not, it's, it, it doesn't it's a maintenance. Mean, it's a maintenance mm. um, thing because you can't wait until um, something is broken because other people say, oh, um, why fix something that's mm. not broken? But remember, with skin, you also need to take care of it mm. and remove clean all the it. clean you don't it. Wash exactly. a, you don't wash a car because it's filthy. You wash a car because you want to keep it clean. You exactly. want to keep it neat. You want to keep the paint job great. Yeah. And, that's, and I think that's the approach that we need to take towards our skincare. And then lastly, Doc, I want us to talk about general skincare for our children, especially in this hot summer season. What should we not be compromising on with our children? Definitely sunscreen. You mm. cannot, you cannot compromise on that. And I mean, globally, moms have always got it right. I think so because there's a lot of people who say, "Oh, moms apply too much sunscreen on mm. their kids." It's great, apply that sunscreen. And also, what's important is that um, when it comes to applying um, sun protection for our kids, we have a tendency of just applying it and then letting them swim and not reapplying it. Mm. Um, we, we just put it on once and then we let it go. Mm. But it needs to be applied every two hours, especially when they are swimming. Yes. Um, they need to reapply it. And also um, making them drink fluids, keeping them hydrated, making sure that they're drinking enough water. Mm. Because what we don't want, we don't want complications where our kids are overheating and, you know, eventually having a heat stroke, which mm. is very possible. Especially in this climate change that we're dealing with right now. It's Absolutely. terribly hot. Thank you so much, Doc. And thank you for all these tips thank and this you. insight. Hopefully you'll come back again and we can unpack this further. I'm sure we'll have tons of questions after this episode. Thank you so much for having me. Will there ever come a day where laser treatments are more easily accessible to black and brown skin? No, they definitely there are laser treatments that are accessible to um, darker skin tones. And it's just that I'm not sure if people are aware of it um, and also knowing the type of lasers that they can't do. For example, they can't be using IPLs mm. because, you know, they're prone to actually um, burn the skin. But there's definitely laser treatments for darker skin. Mm. You know, it's finding out and going to a laser center. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And how do we decide which skincare trends and treatments to follow? I know you offer um, a variety of skincare treatments at your practice. Um, are things like vampire facials the way to go, green peels, oxygen facials? What do we use and when? Okay. So I always say, first of all, you need to understand your skin. Mm. And if you find that you're not understanding your skin, then seek a professional to help you understand your skin. So they can do a skin assessment okay. and tell you the type of skin. Such as yourself. Yes. Okay. Or any other skin, yeah. you know, therapist where they'll be able to tell you the type of skin that you have. Okay. And once you understand your skin, you will then understand the type of treatments that you should do for your skin. Okay. I'll make an example. Um, sometimes people will, uh, will want to have an oxygen facial, but they're not a candidate for an oxygen facial. Okay. You want to treat the skin first and actually clear out any of the problems that they're experiencing. For example, mm. if it's pigmentation or acne, then give them a nice luxury treatment like an oxygen facial. Okay. But because they see it being advertised or see it 
elsewhere. They just want, I want that. Mm. But also what's important when it comes to um, skincare and the trends and products, understand active ingredients. I think once you know active ingredients and how they work and why um, and, and, and when to use them and, um, and how to use them, you actually have a better skincare routine and a more informed um, skincare routine as opposed to trying to follow trends. And I mean, trends are always there. Mm. If you understand your skin, it's better to make informed decisions. Mm. Okay. Growing up, my mom would smother us in sunscreen. She would emphasize the need for sunscreen, whether it was before school, every hour between swims, or just occasional play outside. This really was the beginning of my appreciation for skincare. This may seem a bit intense, but my skincare regime right now is anything between eight to 10 step routine every day, every morning, and every evening. This includes one, washing my face. Number two, cleansing. Number three, a toner. Number four, a serum that is a mesh of toner and serum. I apply this twice. Five, an active or booster in the form of hyaluronic acid. Six, a hydrating serum. Seven, eye cream. I still don't know why and the purpose of an eye cream, but I use it. Eight, a moisturizer. Nine, lastly, a sunscreen. And then sheet masking once a week. So tell me, what's your skincare routine? So here are my top three beauty hacks. If you forced me to choose only three things that I'd be allowed to do for the rest of my life, these would be them. Number one, my 10 step skin routine. I cannot not have my 10 step skin routine. It's the reason why I have my kind of skin or the kind of skin that I've developed over the past year. Coming across K-beauty and K-skin has been life changing for me and I'm not going back. Number two, would have to be my body oil after showering or bathing. Uh, I have very dry skin. I have I suffer from psoriasis and I have a history of um, eczema. So for me, my body oil is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I don't towel dry. I go straight from um, bathing or showering straight onto the oils. I apply the oils all over my body and then I air dry. Number three would be my brows. I've got the thickest brows ever and a lot 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 of hair on my brows so definitely doing my brows and threading them for the rest of my life or else I look like a werewolf you've been listening to the sit down with Oluetu Lishabani a podcast for women everywhere who are exploring the art of superwoman